Yes, yes, yes. You have tuned in to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook Hall. Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith versus Fear, Breaking Family Ties, which can be found and available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. This podcast is designed with you in mind to remind you that you can always click that reset button and start all over again. It's never too late to be great. So now I want you to sit back. I want you to relax. I want you to clear your mind, take in that deep breath, prepare yourself for change as we listen in on a new mind revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook-Hall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to come and assist you, share some tips and some tools that would assist you in becoming a better you. Today, today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Heather Robinson. Heather Robinson is the CEO and founder of Anointed to Write. She's going to share with us her journey on how she became self-published. And she's going to also share some tips, some tools with us to assist us to become better writers, and most importantly, published authors. Let me welcome to you to this audience, Heather Robinson. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to have you. Now, share with my listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, what your brand is about. And how did you get to this point when you have become now your own publisher? That's a big deal. It's a lot of work, I'm sure, that goes into that. And so someone is out there that, you know, wants to publish a book. So they might need your services. They might need your help. And so just kind of bring us into how you be, how you became a, a self-published author yourself. That's a great question, Michelle. And actually, it did not happen overnight. So don't think this happened overnight because it didn't. Um, Back in 2012, the Lord gave me a book to write. Okay. And I played around with it a little bit because I had never written a book before. Tons of term papers. I was in graduate school at the time. So I was like, Lord, what is happening? But I started writing. And the first book that I wrote was not published until 2017. I got it in 2012. In 2013, I put it down because I went through a divorce. I picked it up in 2015. And by 2016, I actually got in contact with a traditional publisher, but he was a pastor of a church. So it was a little bit different than what most people's stories are. I've heard some interesting stories. Mine was a a good experience because he was a writer. So he, his goal was to get new writers out there. Right. Just to cut you off real quick, explain to someone, I know what a traditional publisher is, but someone's probably saying, what, what is that? What's, what's a traditional publisher? So a traditional publisher is someone that you actually go through that 
does some of the footwork for you to get your work published, but it's published under their company. So they get a percentage of the proceeds and then you get residuals every month, every three months. Yes. Depending on, you know, what your contract is. Mine was every month. Um, My publisher passed away in 2019. So at that point I got the rights to the book completely back. And when we talk about rights to the book, when you copyright your book, it's yours. But when you go through a publisher Mm -hmm. and you're selling books, they get a certain amount off the top. So that's what I mean when I say getting the rights back. Um, At that point, I sat and I had to really, really like self-assess. Okay, Lord, you gave me a book, but you also gave me a business title. The business title, Anointed to Write, came to me in 2010. Okay. Okay. I thought it. You even came up with the book. So in 2012 was the book. 2010 right. is when the business came to business. me. Okay. But I didn't do anything with this business. I ran away from it because that's what we do. We like running. Yeah. So I was like, let me just, you know, work on writing this book. Right. Got the book published um, as an ode to my late mother. I got it published on her birthday in 2017. Um, so went through the process of getting the book published, going the traditional route. I started doing some research towards the end because my publisher was sick and in the hospital. Okay. So I started doing research. And when he passed away and I got the rights back, I said, what are you going to do? Are you going to try and find another publisher, which is really difficult because you want to have someone that you trust will help bring your vision to life. Right. So I went into prayer and then the Lord said, what about anointed to write? So I went in to check to see if the domain was still available after all these years. From right. 2010 to 2021, that's 11 years. Right, right. The name was still available. Okay. So that's how I know it was a God thing and not a Heather thing. Right, right. Because normally if it's a you thing, nine times out of 10, that name's not going to stay for 11 years. Right. Let's just be real. Someone's going to snatch it up. Right. But that is how Anointed to Write actually came about in 2021 because I said, you know what, I need to go ahead and I need to put this book out. And so I started going through the process of what I wanted to offer. Um, I know I didn't want to, I didn't want people to feel like I was trying to take advantage of them. Um, I didn't want people to feel like it was a process that was so it, it was so difficult that it was unattainable. I want people to know that this is attainable. Okay. All you need to do is kind of be guided in the right direction, but it's attainable. And it's not, it's not as difficult as I think people assume it to be that have never done it before. Because when you write your first book, you're like, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Lord, you need to walk me through this. Cause listen, I don't know. And you know, sometimes the Lord will make you open up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll kind of have you, you know, share some of what you've been through to help others. And in two out of three of my books, that's what it is. The second book is a devotional, but the first and third, mm-hmm. it, I'm actually kind of showing you certain things that I have been through mm-hmm. and how God, and he's still bringing me through some of those things because the last book I just finished in maybe November of last year. Mm-hmm. So our services, it's a, it's, it's writing services. So we do 
we help you with your writing. We help you with blogging. Um, we offer editing services. There's different varieties that you can choose from. Um, I also do typesetting, which is formatting. And with the publishing aspect of it, the option is I can show you how to self-publish. Mm-hmm. And you can self-publish under your name. Mm-hmm. Or if you want me to actually go through the process with you, we can self-publish you, put it under anointed to write, but you still get all the proceeds. Right. And do you also, with your services, offer a cover? cover yes, service? I actually have someone that does front and back cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work with a printing company that will do the front, back, the front and back cover as well as the spine. It just depends on what you're looking for and how detailed you want it. Cause most printing companies, they have basic covers. So if you want something that is more um, intricate and, and more kind of, I don't want to say kind of what you're looking for, cause they can get it close to what you're looking for. But if you want exactly what you're looking for, mm-hmm. then I do know someone that can actually like sketch it out on a pad and send it to you and then go through the coloring and the details step-by-step. Step. Okay. What do you think um, makes your services different than any other services that are out there right now? Because right now, um, you know, for me personally, you know, I have uh, had the opportunity of going through traditional publishing for since, I believe, 2013. Um, and so I've had two publishers that I've went through. And since then, I've looked on the internet all over, you know, all different types of services. Some of them become very expensive and, you know, some of them are not, but a lot of the publishing services that are out there are extremely expensive. So sometimes that kind of like deter people away because they think it's, you know, what are you really offering? What is it, you know, is this a scam or, and then there are scams out there, you know? Yeah. And, and what's really scary is that a lot of the scams are under Christian names, you know, yeah. right? Christian uh, companies. And then mm-hmm. people will write all these stories, reviews about them being scams. So number one, what makes your company, you know, different in regards to the services, the one-on-one that you might give them? Um, and how how can an individual come to your company? you know, to, to make sure that they know how to contact you and your company. But first of all, what makes your company separate from all these other companies that are out there? Because sometimes that one-on-one is very helpful. You know, that guided one-on-one, you feel like you're just not a number or just not a name just dropped out somewhere, but someone giving you that one-on-one, like what other services or what's unique about your company? For me, because I went to a traditional route first and I did go through like looking for other publishers before I did this after my publisher died. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I came across is what you were talking about compared to the publisher I had 2016, 2017. And then in 2019, that's, that's not even five years later, the prices were astronomical. Yes. (laughs) I probably put out maybe 
and I'm rounding up maybe $1,500 total. That was the covers, the front front cover, back cover, the spine. That was editing. That was typesetting. That was, you know, the publishing services, all of that. And that I've also included. That. Yeah, I've seen way more than that. Oh, yeah. That's why I said, like, to me, that's reasonable because I also got 100 books within right. that 1500 Okay. So if you think about it, $1,500 got me to where I was not just published, but I also had books in hand that I could sell. That's your product, right. Right. When I looked in 2019, <laughs> I was looking at the prices and I was like, when I looked up printing companies, mm -hmm. I could print a book for less than $3 a piece, mm -hmm. but you guys are charging me whatever you're charging. So what I learned to do, I, I deal with a print company that charges two ninety five a book. Mm -hmm. If you order a hundred books, you get free shipping. Mm -hmm. yeah. Those books come to you, mm -hmm. you sell them and you get a hundred percent of the proceeds. Yeah. So you could be paying $2 and 60 cents for a book and you could sell it for 1299. Yeah. I've done that with a fur journal before. Right. You know, there are some printing companies that, are really, really good and they don't charge you an arm and leg and a foot. Yeah, yeah. It made way more sense. It, it made way more sense. It was a prayer journal, so it wasn't a thick book or anything. And I was able to go to, like you said, a printing service. And I even got a design on the cover. Yep. And everything, and everything was done. It was excellent. It was, you know, it was nothing wrong with the quality of the mm -hmm. product. And like you stated, you keep that money in your own pocket. It, I just literally just paid for the printing, which was extremely cheap. Extremely. Compared to what you make off of it, it is extremely cheap. It's like pennies on a dollar. Yeah. And so when we talk about the difference between traditional publishing and self-publishing, some of the perks of self-publishing is that you make that profit and you don't have to pay out anybody. Yeah. So with my services, with the editing and the typesetting, that's different. If you want, you know, someone to be a ghostwriter, that's something different. But if you're writing your own work and all you need is an editor and somebody to format it, the average person charges five to six dollars a page for typesetting. Okay. I charge three. The reason I went with three is because I feel like if I'm a first time writer, six dollars mm -hmm. a page, if I write a hundred pages, that's six hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. That doesn't include the editing. And with me, if you get, let's say you say, I want editing and I want typesetting. Mm -hmm. You get two rounds of editing for free because you got another service tacked onto it. So if I'm getting free editing and I'm just paying for typesetting, mm -hmm. I'm kind of offsetting having to pay for both. Mm -hmm. So I kind of believe if you, if you want multiple services, you should get a deal. Yeah, that's just what I believe. I yeah. know everybody doesn't do that. I'm not saying everybody should do that. Right. I'm just saying that's what I do because that's what I believe. And I feel like, especially for first time authors, right. it's really about helping them get get everything that they need done to turn their dream into a reality, so they can get that book in that hand and have something they can be proud of. Yeah. So because of your experience being an author and all the issues that you've seen and you came across, you have a little bit more compassion for someone who's just starting off. And I do too. And I, and I, I completely understand that 
no matter um, if I know the person personally, I've had people who introduced me to someone who said they have questions, just want to know what some of your steps are. Do you have any, you know, information you can give them? Um, I try. I try my best to give that willingly and openly because I think uh, if especially people who are Christians, you hate to see someone go through something that they don't have to go through, right? right? Right. <laughs> and like it really bothers you. Like if I can keep you from hitting your head against this yeah. wall, I'm gonna yeah. do it. And I think that's that's what we do. You know, we, we see and we like, okay, yeah, let me try to help you the best way I can because I don't want to see you go through all of the unnecessary, you know, drama and trauma. With me, it's just um I was able to do a lot of research, a lot of um, you know, just working hard to get the job mm-hmm. done. So in the end result, you know, this experience that you have or this experience that I have just comes from just doing the work, putting in the work. And now you're able to go and tell somebody else, okay, look, avoid all of this. <laughs> and here's the end result. This is what you can do because somebody already didn't did all this part. So here's the end result. And I think that's mm-hmm. awesome that you're saying that because if, if more people would think about like this is their first time, you know, they don't mm-hmm. really know what they're doing and they need someone to trust. They need someone. And a lot of times when it's your first time, it's like it's almost like you're a little gullible. You're very gullible because, because most publishers so bad. Yeah. And you're well, signing this contract. Right. And they're saying stuff. It almost sounds like a cliche salesperson. You know, to be honest, that was like my very first experience. It felt like a, you know, one of those scammy type of, you know, salesperson, you know. But then when they tell you how many books that you're responsible for mm-hmm. purchasing or ordering. And then in your mind, the little percentage of royalty that you see, you think, mm-hmm. well, this is really good. At least I get to get my book out there. I get to, you know, but you're not thinking of the bigger picture because all you want to do right. is like you said, see it in print, you know? the right, But what about all the work you put into it? Like you want to also, you want to see a return on all the blood, sweat, and tears you put into that. Yeah. Because when you first start off, you just really, for me, for me, when I first, first started off, all I wanted to see was see it in print. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I didn't think about the revenue as much as I should have. Right. I was just thinking of, I want to see it in print. I didn't want to come out of my pocket, paying a whole lot of money. Um, And then these people were offering me, hey, we're going to put it in print. You're going to give you a cover, going to do all this stuff for you. It's not going to cost you anything out your pocket. Well, it cost me my years of, like you said, blood, sweat, and tears of this, this, this baby of mine, this book of mine that I pretty much just gave away. So when you're able, when I'm able to get people like you who are able to tell people, hey, we're here for you and we have these services and we can help you and we can lead you and guide you in the right direction, then I'm honored to have you because I think more people need to hear that part. And the reality of it is this, I'm gonna let you continue, but the reality of it is is this, most people get into the author business thinking that they're gonna have these big checks. Come on, let's be realistic. These huge checks. It's going to be signed over to them just for them to, you know, start being a part of their company. And the reality of it is you have to have a platform in order for them to even consider giving you any type of check ahead of time. Right. Because they're looking at, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes and those type of people and, you know, what's happening with them. First yeah. of all, now, if you're going to sell on YouTube, 
I don't sell on YouTube, but if you're going to not, not on YouTube, uh, what is it called? Amazon. If yeah. you're going to sell on Amazon, mm-hmm. you're going to pay, I think it's 50 or 55% to 45%. Yeah. So you're going to make less of um, a profit than they will. Now there are perks to it. If you're willing to give that amount up, right. but if you're going to go on if you're going to go that route, you have to, everybody that you know that's buying your book, mm-hmm. you need to encourage them to give you a five-star review so you can get some of the awards from them. You know, if you want to be bestseller on Amazon, you have to have five-star reviews. And so you have to push that. Right. So they're not doing everything for you like they say they are. Also, you want to make sure you look at these contracts. Yeah. I was in a contract that said that stated you stay for three years after the three years if you if you want to leave you can leave and you can get the rights to your book back that's why i signed okay some contracts you have to go to court and fight for the rights of your book back yeah 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 so you got to be really careful with that too and most first-time writers don't know that no no, it's crazy. I'm, I love what you're saying. You're helping. You're helping so much because once again, I'm one of those people who at, at later on ran to Amazon because it was easy. Mm-hmm. It was easy, right? And I did. And I only did it for like one book and I ended up snatching it down. I did. After so long, I snatched it down because it didn't make any sense for me to do that. I actually got it on my back burner because I'm working on another project, but I actually have it on my back burner for a time to release it again, you know, on my own terms, on better terms. But um, I have told people before about Amazon in regards to, yeah, they do offer these services, but like you stated, that's something you really need to look into. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes if something is too easy, think about that, you know, like why is it you can just upload your stuff and you look at the little cents that they offer you, you know, like you sell it for this amount online, but then you get this, You, for example, you could be selling it for like 10 bucks online and you're getting like $2 or a dollar and some change. Yeah. It, it sells, yeah. you know, and it's crazy. That's that's absolutely crazy. You're not getting any of your money back. You're not even getting half of your money. From what they're not promoting your book. All they did was put it on their website. If I don't click on something that also has at the bottom also suggested a book by you, I'm not ever going to know that your book is on Amazon. Right. All right. It's still about you sending people. It's the same thing, except you're not making that profit. So why do all that work and not make the profit when you can do the work and make your profit? Right. So do you Take have out. contract services with your uh, clients? Do you have contract services in which you assist them with such advertisement or is that not a part of your services? So our services is based off of what you want. Okay. So if you want, like, let's say, for instance, somebody wants to do a writing company, like they want to brand. Mm-hmm. If you want branding, we have branding. We have people that can do the branding for you. I don't do that. I have someone that does that. We have someone that does business development. I don't do that. We have someone that does that. Um, I've developed my own, but I'm not in the business of, you know, doing that for other people. So I have someone that actually does that. Um, If you need a website, if you need a logo, if you need any kind of branding, flyers, anything of that sort, we do have someone in place for that. It's not me, but we have someone in place for that. I got to be honest. I stay in my lane. Okay. 
because I know what my lane is. So that's something that's important too with your writing. Stay in your lane. Right. Don't right. try to be don't try to be the next Sarah Jakes Roberts. Don't try to be the next Priscilla Shira. Don't try to be the next Bishop T D Jakes. God created you specifically for what he's calling you to. We don't need another Sarah. God created you to be Michelle. He wants you to be you and right. all the capacities that he's using you in because right. the audience that you are assigned to is who you're going to be able to reach being exactly who you are. And that's with your writing as well. You have an audience. Now, some people don't know their audience. You got to figure your audience out. Yeah. But if you're going to self-publish, you're going to make more profit on your own. But it's really important to sit down and think about who am I writing this to? And who is my audience? Because once you can figure that out, then that's where you'll start seeing sales. Even if you want to do bulk sales. Yeah. It 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 just um it makes so much sense, but it takes bumping your head, it takes experience to get that. And, and you know, listening to your listening to you, I know that your company can provide you know, good sound advice to someone who's definitely just starting off and don't know where can I even start? Because even you saying you have to know who you are and what you offer, you know, mm -hmm. it was it's, it was for so long, I thought to myself, what can I say? You know, what can I say? <laughs> who want to hear me? What do I have to say? And, you know, and just, you know, to, to understand who you are, who you, who, who, whose you are and what you're called to do is very mm -hmm. important. It's very important. And so you know, that is enough. Huh? If I can be honest with you. Go ahead, please. When I did these three books mm -hmm. um, and I did the editing and I did the formatting, mm -hmm. the Lord did that because mm -hmm. that was my first go round. I used me as a guinea pig to see if I could do it. And then I printed the books and I looked inside and I said, oh, <laughs> Lord, you did it because I sure didn't. So my training came from the Lord. Yes. I'm serious. Like, well, I, I, I believe you. even with the covers, I had someone do my covers for free. So I formatted the covers. Now, you know, you, you go somewhere and you pay, they do it all for you. Right. But I formatted two out of three of the covers. I never did that before. Look, it, it amazes me um, how God works with things like that, because a lot of times, as I stated, we think that we are not qualified to do something because we don't have that experience. But God is the best teacher, yes. the best teacher. You know, I've had someone ask me before who is in the industry of like radio and all this. And I was on their show once and they asked me, who does your 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 promos and your marketing and all this stuff, right? I said, me, <laughs> just little old me, you know? And it's like you said, it's just that, you know, when you are sitting with God, when you say, I don't know how to do this. I really don't even know how to start. He will give you what you need as long as you're willing to listen and, mm -hmm. and be obedient to him. Just let him, you know, he will do it for you. It's, it's, it's not as hard as we make it. Sometimes it's just putting in that time, putting that work, putting that effort. But whatever mm -hmm. you really want to do and have a passion for, you can do it. I always tell people in order for you to know what your purpose is, follow your passion. So whatever you have a passion for, that's whatever most you likely do your for free. <laughs> what will you do for free? <laughs> that's so true, right? It's like you, I could spend all day doing, you know, something that I absolutely love. 
And I and I'm fine with that. But get me to do something that I don't want to be bothered with, and I'm tired within first five to ten minutes. You know, right. I don't want to be bothered anymore. So even when you know when it came to my raising my kids, I always tell them, follow your passion. That's where you'll find your purpose. If you're not sure about what you should do or how you should, you know, follow in life, where should I go next? Follow your passion. That's that's where it is. And then you won't mm -hmm. feel like you're wasting your time. So, yeah, um, one thing I wanted to hit on what you said, though, I didn't want to miss this. I was looking at your timeline starting from 2010 all the way to where we are. And it amazed me because, once again, I could see, you know, how things work and how God works. Um, with me, as as you were stating, the same thing happened with me where God would give you something years in advance, you know, years in advance. Mm -hmm. It could be like for me. It was like one word that I heard. And then like years later, a book come from that one thing. Like I could get a book title and won't work on that book for years. And then years yes. later, you know, after you didn't been through some stuff that's very <laughs> revelatory to that book, <laughs> this book is birth, you know? Yep. And so looking at your timeline and how you start off with a business idea before you even wrote anything, but your business idea is anointed to write. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just shows how he kind of lines things up. We don't always understand what he is doing, but it's amazing to me that, you know, he would drop something in your, your spirit or, you know, show you something and then you just like push it off. And then later on the line and down the years, you go, oh, that's what you was, that's what right. this was about. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I, I wrote my very first poem. November 13th, 1998, when my father passed away. And that's when it started. Because writing for me has been therapeutic. You know, my mom died when I was seven. My dad when I was 15. I had one sister die in 2021. Another sister died in August of 22. So the third book kind of really I, I really went there and took a risk because it also talks about not just the loss with them, but things that I went through a surgery, losing a job, going through switching careers, going through different things. And it, it's all talked about in that third book. Like I really, when, when that first chapter says intimacy, mm -hmm. the whole book is intimacy, yeah. but it's showing how God, takes allows you to go through some things but you have to allow him to bring you through them yeah. and sometimes that's easier said than done because it's hard <laughs> on anybody and i wrote about it in my one of my blogs is writing through loss because i do a monthly blog on my website as well yeah. and one of the things that that does it's 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 one or two things that'll happen either you'll get distracted or derailed mm -hmm. or it'll catapult you to move forward yeah oh man so for me <laughs> You're hitting it. You're hitting it. <laughs> Loss has always been something that was a motivating factor. Like you got to move forward. You got to do this for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. Yeah. It's, you know what? I don't even think, I don't even know if you ever looked at, you know, any of my, my material or list to any of my, you know, podcasts regarding some of these topics that you're hitting because it's very similar to my story. It's very, very similar to my story. Um, my book, Breaking Family Ties, my book, Faith Versus Fear. Faith Versus Fear came from, from me after the loss of my sister, which was my only sister. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yes. Okay. I, and I, I believe losing a losing a sibling is hard, but I really believe losing the same sex sibling. Nothing like that. You 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 cannot tell me different. You you can't tell me different. My sister and I were inseparable. You know, Man, you go from talking to this person every day on the every phone. Every day, next thing you know, you something happens. Like I put up my big Christmas tree this year, and I went to call my sister I had to catch myself. And I was like, Heather, um, I'm telling you, listen, the the trauma that I went through. Um, I, my sister was there for every birth of my ch my children. My mother wasn't in the room, but my sister was allowed to be in my room. You hear me? Because that was my BFF. That was my roadie. Okay. Every child, my sister was not allowed, was not able to have children. So we shared my kids. I have three. We shared my kids. We talked every day. With whenever anything happened, the first call I made wasn't even to my husband. It was to my sister. Let me tell you what just happened to me. Or if I was worried or concerned or something was going on in my life, that first phone call was, hey, you know, this is what's going on with me. So I completely mm -hmm. understand. So when she left, because before her, that's why I said our story is very similar. Before her, my first loss was my father. He was like the guy of my life. You, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I was a young girl. I was only 22 years old when he died. And I had just got married and just had my first baby. So I went from like this grand moment of, you know, happiness of having my baby in December to losing my father that following February. So I get it. But when I lost my sister, I was in a terrible place. And I share this often. It's definitely my testimony. I was in this place. I've been in church my entire life. I know God. I love God. I love Jesus. <laughs> but something happened to me where fear creep crept up into my life in such a uh, uh, a terrible way that I literally could not focus. I was just traumatized because I felt like a part of me had left because we were so close and it just mm -hmm. didn't make any sense to me that she would leave this, this world. Cause I felt like to me, I needed her and she had these plans for her life and I had plans for her in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I remember this is how faith versus fear came about. I remember um, me praying and asking God to, you know, help me to get through this. And I'm, I'm shaky and I'm nervous and I'm just unnerved. And I don't, you know, I don't want to fall into this pit, you know? And I remember the Lord telling me that you're praying to me in fear and not in faith. And I didn't get that. I was like, what are you saying? Like, I'm praying. No, he said, you're coming to me as if you had a slot machine. You're not sure what you're going to get. You know, you're coming to me from a place of, doubt not from a place of I know who you are and I know what you can do mm -hmm. and so I realized then how strong grief was grief was like this big wall that blocked all the assets that I had because I wasn't trying to hear a lot of stuff <laughs> I was right. just so angry right. I really wasn't trying to hear a lot of stuff and I had this wall up you know and so that's how faith versus fear came I started dealing with you know, what fear does and, and, and how it can happen to anybody and how uh, uh, grief is. And, you know, a lot of people would tell you, because I heard the worst cliches that I've lost so many, you know, family members, wow. but I've lost the worst cliches you can hear. You know, I'm like, listen, <laughs> you all just don't get it. Everybody don't have the same relationships with their family. But you everybody know? also don't have the same losses. Like, 
everybody's purpose is different. Right. And so we go through different things in our lives, not for us. And that's what I had to learn. I'm standing here out of the immediate family that I grew up with. I only have one person left that grew up in the house with me. I got five brothers. Mm -hmm. They didn't grow up with me because they're older. Mm -hmm. I got one sister left. The parents are gone. The other sisters are gone. So I sat and I thought about that just yesterday. And I was like, there's no way all this pain that you go through doesn't have purpose linked to it. And so I did spiritual personal branding with my support group. Mm -hmm. My scripture that I've stood on for years is Romans 8 and 28. Mm-hmm. But we know that all things, not some things, not most things, but all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Yes. Lord, what, how can I use my pain to glorify your name? Right. So that's something that I've been walking through because not everybody, you got adults that ain't never lost nobody in their immediate family. You, you're telling the truth. Cause I met them. <laughs> you do, and then you have people that have lost multiple children. You yes. have people that have lost multiple siblings. You have people that have lost a spouse. Like everybody's journey is different. Yes, and I think that overall, if we would just accept our journey as our journey, yes, and try to walk through that with the Lord, I think life would be a little bit better because a lot of times we'll, well, how come she didn't have to go through this? Well, why he act like that? And he still don't have to go through this. Why do I have to? And it's the woe is me. Yeah, it's true. You get get stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get stuck there, life is moving on and you stuck. You stuck. (laughs) You telling the truth. (laughs) You telling the truth. Yes, absolutely. It's like being on a terrible merry-go-round that you just want to get off of. (laughs) And it's still going. You're just going in that little circle. <laughs> it's true. It is so true. Um, uh, everything that you're saying is true. Everybody does not have the same relationship that you have with those that you lose. And I recognized that very early in life because people would tell me certain things, like I stated to you, that was very inappropriate. You know, I'm like, you don't know my relationship. And then sometimes people will let you grieve. You know, there is a process to grieving. And you have to grieve properly, um, you know, and in order for you to heal, begin to heal properly. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things that I had to learn. I try to share it as much as I can. And it's amazing to me as you said, there's a lot of adults, you know, who are older, who has not experienced half of that kind of stuff. And when I have shared these, these kind of stories, they look at me like, oh, my goodness, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know. But this is, like you stated, this is a part of my journey. This is a part of my mm-hmm. life. And what's funny, what's unique about what you said about the pain to purpose, I actually taught a series called that, Pain to Purpose. Because I remember one day as I was doing my reflection and thinking and meditating, God said to me almost in a comical matter, do you really think I will allow all these things to you know, come throughout your life without me giving you something you know, in return for that. Like, do you really think this is for nothing? Like, what kind of God is that? You know, what kind of father is that that mm-hmm. would sit back and just watch all this stuff happen and literally don't have a, a, a lesson or a purpose for all of that? And it's just a lot of times to build you. One thing he told me uh, very recently is that, you know, a lot of times we 
we are, you know, a lot of people talk about the next, right? The next, the next, going to the next. Uh -huh. But he, all, he, she showed me this a lot of time, what, you know, you're going through that you're fighting against this process. He said the process is necessary in order for you to go to that next because the person who I was years ago would never been able to handle what that next is because my skin was softer. I was easily yeah. offended. I was easily hurt. I was easily aggravated and irritated and, and you know, had no patience, you know, snappy and not probably as compassionate as I need to be. So in order for me to get to that next and be able to actually be successful and efficient in that next, I had to be able to let go a lot of those, you know, personality flaws and attitude flaws and these things that would not be able to go into that next. So that's important too, is that we can't always buck against the, the, the process. We mm -hmm. want things to go our way because it makes sense to us. You know, it's, it makes very good sense to us if it goes our way. But, you know, God is known for making things uncomfortable. That's true. My mentor used to always say, God is preparing you and you're now for your next. Yeah. And in education, we always had this saying process versus product. We want the end product, but we don't want to go through being processed or prepared for it. It's uncomfortable. It's anything takes you out of your comfort zone, who you know, people just naturally we're gonna resist that. Yeah, we're gonna resist that, and that's why. Well, even the the eagle has to drop them them eaglets because if not, they're never gonna fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're gonna sit there and, and never try, and that's that's, that's that's a shock. That's a shock for your system for sure, right? <laughs> get 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 you to moving. So, I mean, tell me uh, if someone wants to use your services, how did, how do they go about doing that? Well, I am easily contacted. My website is anointedtowrite.com. Okay. Email address is anointedtowriteLLC at gmail.com. Okay. Instagram handle anointed underscore the number two underscore right. And then I'm on LinkedIn as Heather Robinson. Okay. Okay. And so um, the services that you guys pretty much offer is anything that has something to do with branding, marketing, um, publishing, editing, mm -hmm. formatting. I mean, and it seems to be honest, even coaching, you know, coaching when it mm -hmm. comes to you know, publishing and, and writing your book and how to get started and what you need. It seems like you guys offer that as well. And it also mm -hmm. seems that they will be getting sound advice, sound counseling regarding these services and not misdirected in any type of way. That's what I hear. And I appreciate that a lot. Um, and experience, some experience, you know, from both sides of traditional as well as self-publishing. Am, am I right mm -hmm. so far? Correct. Okay. Okay. So what else do you want to uh, leave the listeners with today? What else do you want them to hear? It could be about your services. It can be about uh, your book, your books. I'm sorry, because you did say you published um uh, what was it three you have three books one is a season of press and a spiritual awakening this is the reprint okay. so it, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was under, oh my goodness, I can't get me. Where? Here I am. I got it. it we, there you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> it was under Prime the Pump LLC. Mm -hmm. But since the publisher passed away, I reprinted it. Okay. The second one is a devotional, Words of Reflection. Okay. And this is a 30-day devotional unto the Lord. Okay. And that's a devotional. Like, it's it's kind of self-explanatory. The third one delves into a lot of what we talked about with the loss and different things that we've that I've gone through that maybe someone else can kind of glean from. Mm -hmm. um, you talked about some of the things your sister went through. Some of that's in here, too. Okay. Uh, this is to wholeness from brokenness. Will you be made whole? Oh, I like that title. This book is probably one of the most popular books among outside of the church. Okay. Um, because I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards what they can relate to. Okay. And brokenness is something we all can relate to. I don't know anybody that can't relate to that. Right. Right. Uh, just like you were talking about faith over fear. I don't know anybody that can't relate to fear. At, at least at one point in your life. Right. So, and as far as getting started with writing, when God deposits something in you, mm -hmm. write it down. Yeah. Don't worry about organizing your thoughts when he gives it to you, because he's not going to always give it to you in an organized way, but you got to write it down because he might not give it to you a second time. Mm -hmm. And then you can go through organizing. I'm actually working on a writer's, it's going to... You ever see a happy planner where it's a daily planner, but you also have notes where you can journal? Mm -hmm. It's going to be like that. So it helps you organize your thoughts step by step in the writing process. Okay. So that's something that you're going to be releasing soon? I'm looking at end of spring, beginning of summer. Okay. Do you have a cap for how many new clients that you, you take in? Because, you know, some people say we're done for the year or... You know, this is our cutoff. You know, are you open? I haven't, I haven't put a cap on it. Okay. Mm -mm. okay. Because sometimes, like, if someone's doing a children's book, mm -hmm. that probably will only take a day to edit and format. Okay. And then it goes over to whoever's going to do the illustration. Mm. So you have illustrators for children books, too, because that's a lot of, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And again, with, with, with the printing companies, they will do a front cover and a back cover, but they won't do illustrations page by page because mm -hmm. they're not really, that's not what they do. They, they print. Right. So, so. If, if it's a children's book and they have pages filled with pictures, how do you handle that? So I actually have someone who handles that. I don't handle the pictures. <laughs> She'll have like, a lot of connections. Little, she has this sketch pad. She'll sketch it out. She'll send it to you. You can say, "Yay, I want that," or "I want more detail here," and this is the colors I want. So she kind of takes you by the hand with that. Okay. And this is, are these just connections that you have? Yes. Her actually, her brand is impressed by influence. Okay. Okay. So just kind of like connecting you from me to her. Okay. So. And she does free consultations as well as I do. Okay. Well, that's important to know too, free consultations. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. So um, I think we have everything that we need for our listeners today. We, we gave a lot of information. You gave a lot of good information. And I'm glad that we have 
someone now that we know personally that offer these services because that's important i really do um, think so i have a lot of individuals that do come to me regarding these type of services and these questions and i would love to pass them on to you my guess <laughs> So that sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Heather. I hope that you enjoyed this convo as much as I did. Thank you listeners for tuning in to Renew My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to come on and share some tips and some tools with you that will assist you in becoming a better you. I love you, but most importantly, remember God loves you more. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. Well, thank you all. Thank you for having me. No problem.